Life Audio. Hey friend, Heather Creekmore here. Uh, if you accidentally were able to download this episode earlier, I'm sorry, but this one's all new. Oh boy. I have gone through all kinds of drama recording this episode about Barbie and the media and I've been a little nervous about releasing this one because the Barbie movie has been central to a lot of controversy. But I think there are some important messages around body image, body image issues that I don't want us to miss in this, shall I say, age of opportunity when people are talking about Barbie again. So that's where we're going today. I'm glad you're here. Hey, my brand new course is going to open in just over a month, and I cannot wait to tell you more about it. So look for an episode where I'm going to give you even more details about what the new course and group coaching thing will look like. If you've already been one of my group coaching clients, hey, I am going to let you into the course like for dirt cheap. So I'm excited for you to be a part of that too. But if you haven't, this is a fantastic opportunity to do my online course, signature group coaching program, and get into some good regular rhythms and teaching and community so that you can see a change in how you feel and think about your body before the new year. Fall is an awesome time to start something new. So I hope you'll be on the lookout and consider being a part of that. You'll be able to learn more at improvebodyimage.com. Oh goodness, that that site should be ready in like a week. So stay tuned. More is coming. Let's get right to today's show. Welcome to Compared to Who, the podcast to help you make peace with your body so you can savor God's rest and feel His love. If you're tired of fighting body image the world's way, Compared to Who is the show for you. You've likely heard lots of talk about loving your body, but my goal is different. Striving to fall in love with stretch marks and cellulite is a little silly to me. Instead, I want to encourage you and remind you with the truth of Scripture that you are seen, you are known, and you are loved no matter what your size or shape. Here, the pressure is off. If you're looking for real talk, biblical encouragement, and regular reminders that God loves you and you're not alone, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy today's show and hey, tell a friend about it. Well, hey friend, today we're talking all things Barbie because Barbie is back in focus and uh, it's interesting to have watched this over the last 10 years or so that I've been working on body image issues, talking to women about body image issues. I have a long history with Barbie. So back, oh goodness, almost I'd say nine years ago, I was the public relations person for the Dallas Moms blog. And I got a call from a reporter and Mattel Barbie sales were actually like tanking. And this was around Christmas time. They hadn't done very well. And at the same time in the news, there were lots of stories about how Barbie caused body image issues. And, and out of this like rise of like the anti Barbie movement <laughs> was this doll called Lamely, who was supposed to be just like average normal size Barbie or whatever. And, 
And so it was this whole kind of uprising that Barbie no longer represented the people and Barbie was causing body image issues and moms weren't buying Barbies as much for their girls. And so I got this call from a reporter and she asked me, she said, do you think that Barbies cause body image issues? Now, you've got to understand at this point, I'm just like a mom who like blogs about mommy stuff and, you know, like how to get your kids to take a nap (laughs) and that kind of stuff. Like I am not talking about body image issues with anyone anywhere. In fact, I probably at that point hadn't even told very many people that I struggled with body image issues. So for her to ask me that was uh, like she threw a bomb (laughs) into my brain. And now we actually did allow Barbies in our house. Uh, I had played with Barbies as a kid. I actually was more into this other doll. Maybe some of you played with them too, glamour gals that were smaller, but that was more because I had a dollhouse that was that size and all the things. I didn't have the Barbie dream house, so <laughs> I needed dolls that fit in my dollhouse. But my daughter, we, we went all in with Barbie. She loved pink. And to me, it just, it was fun. It was frivolous. It just seemed like a fun thing for her to play with, to learn to dress up the girls and, you know, just, she just had fun imagining with it. And so we allowed him in her house and here a reporter is asking me about Barbie and body image issues. And I am thinking to myself, oh goodness, I have body image issues. Did I just set my daughter up for a lifetime of failure? Have I totally blown it already? Have I ruined her? What have I done? And I kind of just paused and prayed for a moment. And I felt like the Holy Spirit, like, whispered to me, no, Barbie doesn't cause body image issues. This is a heart issue. This is about what you believe about your worth and value. And so that's what I told her. But then I hung up and I was like, man, I've got work to do. Like, I have to think through this stuff. And and candidly, that's where my book compared to who came from. It was originally titled Stop Blaming Barbie. And it didn't get published under that title for a number of reasons. And so some things inside it did change um, as it <laughs> changed to match the title. But you will notice if you've read it, a touch of Barbie here and there. Because when I originally wrote it, I was addressing these issues in culture where everyone was blaming Barbie and blaming dolls. And I remember there was a woman who had a really tough battle with anorexia. And she was raised in like a very conservative family. She was homeschooled. She wasn't allowed television. And I remember reading in her book, her talking about how she didn't have any Barbie dolls. And yet she still struggled with this eating disorder. She didn't watch television shows that people said were causing eating eating disorders. And yes, she still struggled. And to me, that was kind of just a further evidence, if you will, that yes, I I do believe media and, and all of the things in our world do send us a message about what beauty is for sure, not denying that at all. But these issues are ultimately issues of our hearts. They're ultimately issues of what we idolize, what we value, what we believe will truly save us, bring us rest, peace, joy, happiness. And frankly, my friends, oh, I'm a little nervous to say this. I actually think that the Barbie movie told that story. Yes, I kind of liked the Barbie movie. So 
let me let me reiterate. I know there's lots of loud voices out there, lots of commentators that have been really clear about how much they hated this movie. They thought it was part of the feminist agenda and woke and all the other things. And and let me also be clear that a lot of the people I've heard speak out against the Barbie movie, I I normally agree with them on things a lot of times, like people I really respect. But let me also be clear. If your job is to look for those hidden agendas, if your job is to be the woke detector or the agenda detector, then I do think everything you see, (laughs) you will be looking for that in it. I think when I went in, I wasn't looking for that as much as I was looking for. Is there some redeeming value here? Is there a story to be told? Now, frankly, I didn't expect much. After hearing all those reviews, I really didn't think I was going to walk out of it with strong opinions or even liking it, quite candidly. And and like I said, I was a little torn. Should I even go see it? Like, is it bad to support it? But my really good friend who has a master's degree in biblical studies, she went to see it and she was like, Heather, it's just kind of funny. (laughs) And I was like, okay, funny. Like, I think I could handle that. And I'll tell you more about what I thought and what my 15-year-old daughter thought right after this quick break. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. So we threw on the only pink things in our wardrobe. My daughter and I headed out to the movies. And friends, we laughed. We laughed and laughed and laughed. We laughed out loud. We bust out laughing several times. And I felt really frustrated when I left that. Those reviews may have kept me from that fun experience with my daughter and from seeing a truly funny movie. Now, let me reiterate that the movie is satire. So it is a little stupid funny. And if you didn't like a movie like Elf, you're not going to like the Barbie movie. But as I watched it and thought about the arguments I heard about Ken is mistreated and Ken is a weak character. And that's what Barbie's teaching. I really thought that those analysts missed the point. Because the point was, I think, to be true to the Barbie experience. And when you are a little girl playing with Barbies, I'm sorry, Ken is superfluous. Like, I think I had one Ken doll to my five or 10 Barbie dolls. 
And I didn't really like him because when you're a little girl, it is just kind of weird to play with a man doll. And especially when you're like six or seven, I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe I probably played that she was Barbie's husband, or excuse me, that he was Barbie's husband. But I didn't know how to play with a man doll. Playing with Barbies was more about her clothes and, you know, like, her fabulous shoes and her hair. And in Barbie land, it is all about Barbie. Barbie holds all the jobs. They have all the roles. They own all the houses. They own all the cars. It truly is one-sided. Now, I would never say that I agree with Hollywood's worldviews, Hollywood's philosophies. Like, yes, there are certainly a couple lines in the movie where I could raise an eyebrow and be like, mm, I'm not so sure about that. Like, we could probably argue that point. But I am not upset as I watch the movie about the way Barbie Land is portrayed because it wasn't supposed to be this like feminist dreamland. No, it was just Barbie Land. It's not anti-men. It's just men are not the point. Barbie doesn't imitate the real world. When you're a little girl playing with Barbie dolls, Barbie is always the star. But why go watch a movie like this? Let me just tell you the redeeming value that I saw in it. And and let me preface this with follow your own conviction, my friends, you do not have to support any movie or any show you do not want to support, right? And I am the first person to say, be guarded with your media. If you are still in a place with your body image issues where you are triggered by seeing a beautiful woman on the screen for a couple hours, then this is definitely not your movie. Now, I will say that the movie did a good job of showing a lot of diversity. The Barbie dolls were not all uh, stereotypical, the the main character is called Stereotypical Barbie. They were not all like her. They had different ethnicities, different skin tones, different sized bodies. There was a lot of diversity there. And I really appreciated that. But what I did see good out of that movie, and it's been interesting, my 15-year-old daughter and I've had lots of conversations around it. And she was actually at her small group last night. And another 15-year-old girl who had seen the movie twice was saying that the second time she saw the movie, she really saw it as a movie about growing in our identity. And I was like, yes, that's it. And that's the redeeming truth I saw. So here's how it plays out. I'm going to try to do this without giving you too many spoilers. But bottom line is, Barbie has to stop being perfect in order to find out who she is and what she's made for. But when Barbie becomes real, like that's a genuine problem for her. Like until the point where she starts to become real, she doesn't feel or face any of life's like harsh realities, including cellulite. But like everything is just perfect in her world. Her breath is perfect every morning when she wakes up, partially because she doesn't actually have to eat or drink. (laughs) She floats around like everything just works flawlessly. It's just everything is perfect. It's a perfect day every day. But Barbie starts to have problems. And the main evidence of this problem is she has flat feet. And in addition to flat feet, she thinks she might be seeing cellulite. And anyway, so she has to go on a journey to fix her problems. So really, it's body image issues that motivate Barbie to go on this journey to find 
you know, really healing. She's looking for anything that will help her go back to not having flat feet and get rid of the cellulite and get rid of the bad breath and all of these issues she is having with her body. And friend, I actually think that this is symbolic of what we have to do when we have body image issues. Step one is facing the reality that we are broken, that we live in a broken world. And and although the images all around us, like Barbie, are telling us that perfection is where it's at, if we could just get a perfect body, a better body, a thinner body, if we could just look like this, then everything would be almost like it was portrayed in Barbie land, everything would be perfect. That's not reality. And that's actually not even where freedom is. And Barbie shows that she lived in this perfect, like sub reality, I guess you'd say. But it wasn't ultimately what was best. Things got better for Barbie as she journeyed towards her authentic self, as she journeyed towards figuring out who she was and what she was made for. There's this one part of the movie that I think so perfectly captures the struggle that we have when we first embark on a journey to, I'm going to say heal or like really work through our body image issues. And it is when, so Barbie's facing her body image issues. She's facing her flat feet, her cellulite, and she goes and gets some, um, I'm going to say wisdom from the sage Barbie who the wise Barbie is weird Barbie. Now, some have criticized weird Barbie as maybe being symbolic of all kinds of things. But Weird Barbie to me was like the most hilarious part because I don't know about you, but one of my Barbies was definitely Weird Barbie. She was the one that was played with the most and so her legs got wonky. So she's like always in the splits and we tried to do makeup on her. So her face has all this weird stuff on it and we cut her hair and that part to me just made me laugh so hard because when you cut a Barbie's hair, it just never looks good. And so that's Weird Barbie. But Weird Barbie is presenting to stereotypical Barbie the star of the show, like that she has two options. And the one option is like symbolized by this pair of perfect pink high heels. And the other is symbolized by this pair of Birkenstocks. And, and she's basically like, you know, Barbie, you have to choose. Like, do you want everything just to be perfect and go back to how everything was perfect? Or do you want to go on this journey to find out like why this is happening and what this really means? And Barbie's like, pink heels, please. <laughs> you know, I want to go back to perfect. And, and weird Barbie's like, no, like, you, you know, like, just think about this. Like, don't you want to like find out what's real and find out what it's like in the real world? And Barbie's like, no, pink heels, please. And and eventually weird Barbie's like, no, like you do not have a choice. Take the Birkenstocks. Like, this is what you have to do. But as I was watching, I was thinking, oh, yes. Like, oh, wouldn't we rather just stay in in naivety in some ways, like wouldn't we rather just like, please just zap me perfect. Like, I don't know how many times I've prayed like, God, just like zap all my body image issues away, like, or zap all my body issues away is probably the real prayer. Like God, just like zap me with thin thighs and thin arms. And then like, I won't have the struggle anymore. And I thought the movie really captured that perfectly. There's also one other piece that I thought was really well done. America Ferreira is a character in the movie, and you've probably even read this speech online. It's been circulating. 
But she has this really great interaction with Barbie. And it's at a time when Barbie feels really bad about herself. She's feeling really low. And she's saying, feeling basically like she's not good enough. And so America gives her this speech. And she says something like, if you don't feel good enough, like how can any of us feel good enough? But the speech also has a couple other lines in it that I think you're really going to resonate with. And the first one is, you have to be thin, but not too thin. But you can't say you want to be thin. You have to say you want to be healthy, which really means thin. And it goes on and on. And it was really on point especially with that part. Like, can't you relate to that? I know I can. Now, there's this whole plot line around Ken too. Like I said, I didn't see it as anti-men. But what I saw instead was that when Ken hilariously tries to adopt the patriarchy and bring that back to Barbie world, it's like that didn't work very well. And and what I saw was a message that like Ken's version of the patriarchy where like men are dominant and women are all submissive and men hold all the roles and women hold none, like that didn't work very well. But but it was also kind of a statement in response to Barbie world saying that, you know, when Barbie did everything, it didn't work so well either. And, and Ken was disrespected in that. In fact, there's a line where Barbie actually apologizes to Ken at the end for overlooking and disrespecting him. She doesn't say it that way. I think she just says, I'm sorry, sorry I took you for granted. But I really thought that the picture we get at the end of the movie, if you make it to the end of the movie, because I've seen a lot of reviews where they say they didn't make it to the end of the movie. I'm like, ah, that's how you missed the point. <laughs> but, but I think the message is we need both men and women. And we do better when we all work together, respect each other's differences, and when everyone plays a part. So overall, I thought that the journey that Barbie goes on through the movie, though some of us said is confusing, and again, it's a little elf-like, okay? It's a little ridiculous. But I really think you can watch this journey and see it as a journey that almost every woman has to go on. Maybe every woman, I don't know. There's a theme song. It's a Billie Eilish song. It's like It's called What Was I Made For? And that's the theme of the journey. It's like we all have to go through this identity crisis to figure out what our true identity is. And that identity has to be more than just being a pretty face or a nice body. That identity has to be rooted in Christ, which I know sounds a little amorphous for some of us still. But part of it is just figuring out what we were made for. Why were we put on the earth? And the simple answer is we were put on the earth to serve God and to know God. But then beyond that, he has work for us to do. And as we figure out what that work is, oh boy, that's when we develop an identity that is so much more solid and so much more restful than getting a perfect body ever could have been. Now, let me just, since this is kind of a movie review, let me just throw a couple disclaimers on. Would I take an eight-year-old? Probably not. Okay. But let me tell you, there were less hypersexualized situations, like less of that kind of talk and innuendo. There was less of that than what you would see in a show like Friends or The Office or really like any of those 90s, 2000s sitcoms that are on like all day, every day. Sex just wasn't a main theme. And I really appreciated that about the movie. It did preserve some of the innocence of it. Now, whether or not there are some double meanings to things, I, I don't know, but I didn't see a lot of that. There were a couple lines that you, you know, may not want your, I don't know, eight, nine or 10 year 
both <laughs> hearing or repeating. But again, it was a lot tamer than a 90s or 2000s sitcom. So if you're thinking about going to see the Barbie movie and you weren't sure what to do, that's my take on it. I'd love to hear what you thought if you saw it, if you saw those same kind of messages that I saw, and if you thought it had any redeeming value. I'd love to hear from you, Heather at CompareToYou.me. Now, before we close up the show, I do want to just mention there's some other great media out there. First of all, let me say that the movie The Sound of Freedom is absolutely phenomenal. And if it's still in theaters by the time you listen to this, go see it in the theater. What an important topic. And friend, if you struggle with body image issues, okay, let me just lay this out for you. The movie is about trafficking, if you haven't heard about it. But I walked out of that movie, like fired up to help that cause. And I have found over my decades of struggling with body image issues that nothing helps me more than being fired up (laughs) to do something outside of fixing myself. And so if you are looking for a cause to fire you up, hey, maybe this is it. It's such an important cause. We need so many people to know about this and support this and help free these children. The movie is so well done. I did not take my kids because I feel like it would be a little heavy for kids and maybe a little bit scary, but there is nothing graphic or I don't know. Uh, I forget what the word they use in movie lands, like sensationalized. Like it's just really tastefully done throughout where you, you get the gravity of it. You feel the seriousness of it. You see it, but you see it in such a way where it's not overly, um, I would say difficult to watch. It's so well done. I highly recommend you go see that movie, Sound of Freedom. If it's still in theaters, go see it there. I think that's the best way to experience it. I also got to see the movie Mission Impossible, which hasn't gotten a lot of buzz, but I love action movies. That's my style of movie. And this Mission Impossible was my favorite of all of them. And I've I've loved almost every one of them. It was pretty clean. The women aren't as scantily dressed as they are in some of the other ones. Um, so I thought overall that that was, that was a solid choice. Now, I also just wanted to mention something I've noticed about myself this summer and as I've been kind of catching different shows here and there on Netflix and some other places. Now, I try to be very careful about my media and this would be my suggestion for you too because I do think that watching images reinforces to us things that we believe that aren't true about our value, right? And so I know for myself, I can't watch shows like The Bachelor or Love Island is one I keep seeing advertised. I cannot watch shows where it's all about the hot bodies meeting hot bodies. That just does not work for me. But a friend of mine who uh, is married to a marriage and family counselor, uh, she said that they watched the show Married at First Sight. And so I got kind of sucked into that. And let me tell you, I, again, I haven't seen every episode. I'm not going to vouch for the show as a whole. But one thing I've appreciated just watching some of them is that the cast members are not like perfect hot bodies, at least in the scenes that I've seen. And it shows a story of women without what culture tells us is a perfect body or the kind of body you need in order to be loved. It shows a story 
of these women and also the same for these men meeting each other and being attracted to each other and finding love. And I know I deal with single women and talk to single women all the time who struggle with feeling this pressure, like unless I look a certain way, I am not going to get a man. And and I think that now, okay, they are picking people that are somewhat attractive because they've got to be on television. But I just really appreciated the fact that they're not picking like people like are chosen for The Bachelor. And they show these women without makeup on. I mean, this is, they're with them 24-7. And they're just real women. And I think that that is, in some ways, if you've got to watch something, healthy to watch. Because it's a reminder that, oh, guess what? When everyone takes their makeup off, they look different than with their makeup on. And everyone has a little bit of extra flab in certain places, or a lot of extra flab in some cases. And when you sit certain ways, it looks you know, different than if you pose a certain way. Like, I don't, there's just, there's more reality to it. Um, although I know all reality television shows are staged, but but there's more reality on the physical appearance side than I think I see in other shows. So I don't know, for me, that has been kind of helpful. I also want to mention that I've watched a show called Sweet Magnolias. It's not perfect. Like I really didn't like the second season of it. I think this is the third season that came out. There's there is some woke stuff that was in the second season. I didn't actually see this much in the third season. But the one thing I noticed about that show was the three main characters, again, are diverse body types, the three different body types. And I think it's helpful to watch that versus, okay, so some of y'all are my Hallmark fans. When Calls the Heart is back. And let me tell you, it's sometimes hard to watch all those women and their little tiny size zero prairie dresses. Um, it, it can play mean tricks on your brain and hurt your body image issues if you're watching that all the time. So looking for shows where there's more diversity may be healthy to your body image issues. And and above all else, let me tell you, friend, follow your own convictions. I do think we need to be better at asking the Lord as to what we should be watching, what media we should be consuming. We are just bombarded with media messages and images everywhere. And then last, you are building yourself up in God's word, unless you are, you know, maybe involved in Christian community, unless you are really building yourself up with what God says the truth is about your identity and value. And doing that in a sufficient way where you have a really solid foundation every day going into the world and all of culture's messages with that solid foundation, unless you're doing that, I would say all media is probably going to be unhealthy for you at some level. But if you can be intentional every day, spending time in God's word, prayer, being in Christian community, like figuring out, reminding yourself of what is true from God's word, then I think you're in a better place to choose media that doesn't trigger you, but that can reinforce some of the messages about what is true about your identity and your body and your value and your worth in Jesus. Well, I hope that this has been encouraging to you today, and I really hope something today has helped you stop comparing and start living in the The Compared You Show is part of the Life Audio Network of Podcasts. For more great Christian content, go to lifeaudio.com. Before 
you go. If something from today's show blessed you, may I ask a huge favor? Leave a review on your favorite platform. Seeing your five-star reviews is a huge encouragement to me. Not sure how to do it? You can go to compare to who.me slash podcast, scroll to the bottom, and you'll find all the information. And while you're at compare to who.me, check out some of the more than 500 articles on there about body image, comparison, all the things you're thinking about. Plus, you can find out more about my books, or you can grab a time for a free 10-minute call to see if coaching is right for you. I'm so honored to be a part of your journey out of body image and comparison frustration. And I can't wait to hear how God is working to set you free. Hey there, it's Carly Mercouli, your host of Therapy and Theology, a weekly podcast that explores popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.